So I've got to continuously train up in the ways of righteousness in order to walk by the Spirit. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. I mean, golly, boy, this haircut, they trimmed up that beard. I mean, I'm telling you, son, when I see me oh, gosh. after a haircut <sighs> and looking for, I mean, there's really gosh. only one thing that I, I, I think I of. I don't like where this is going, but go ahead. And I think there's only one thing you think of, and maybe uh, the audience, well, probably the audience thinks of, but it just oh. goes like this, right? I don't think anybody thinks this, but let's see. Right? Am I right? No, just kidding. I, I, it's funny because I'm not attractive, and so we, we'd make it funny. But, man, there was something There was something I was supposed to plug. We have a new merch or something I was supposed to – oh, is it all of these hats that are on the table right That now? would be it. <laughs> new merch. Go Come check on. out the commercial. We're not going to play it again. All of our hoodies, T-shirts, hats That's right. go to – the proceeds go to – uh, help fund our scholarship fund, and it's a good cause. But today, if you didn't watch last week, please go. I don't know. I don't know what we ended up titling it, uh, but it is man. It's a good. It's a good reminder of the sovereignty of God, and that yes. might be the title. I don't know. Um, but go check that out. But today, I think we're going to talk about something that everyone struggles with. And, and Ryan, man, you've been you've been in school and, and hearing, and you've really been teaching on this, and it's really been on your heart. And I really want you to kind of lead us through this and I'll, I'll kind of just bounce off of you, but we're talking about the flesh versus the spirit. Yeah. Right. And you hear that that's kind of church language or biblical talk. And maybe you don't be in the flesh and you don't really know what that means or, uh, whatever that means. Let's talk about it. And so lead us in. Yeah. So kind of like you just said, you know, flesh versus the spirit and just kind of dive into what it means to walk in the flesh and what comes from that when we do walk in the flesh and what that entails, and then also what it means to walk by the Spirit. How do we flesh that out? You hear that that phrase all the time, you know, walk by the Spirit. Well, what does that mean to walk with God and walk by the Spirit? So just kind of walk them through uh, these sorts of things. So yeah. first, I'm going to start off with, you know, the flesh. And we see Paul talk about that. And I love, man, I just love the way he writes. I love the way yeah, he too. writes. Um, and he talks about he, t- he tells us, he distinguishes that there's two laws written within man. And we see that fleshed out mm. um, in Paul's writing in chapter 7. And I'll probably read uh, verses 15 through 24. So verse 15 says, for I, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very things I hate. Yeah. Now, if I do what I, want, I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And that's verse 19. Yeah, let me say this and then go. If there was a top 10 list of scriptures that I'm asked about, that's on it. Yeah. So hit it. Yeah, it is. And, and man, it, because it's it, if, if you read that, man, and you're a Christian or maybe you're not even a Christian, but you can relate to that. It's like, yes, 
Yes, that's exactly what I find myself experiencing each and every single day, especially if you know the Lord, especially if the spirit of God resides inside of you. Man, it's like my thoughts and my emotions and my mind and my own worldly passions and desires, whether it be money, greed, sexual immorality, just these different things that I experience are completely contrary to how God calls me to live. Mm -hmm. And if you go into Galatians five, I'll read what the works of the flesh are. So Paul distinguishes that there is there's two laws written within us, right? One desires the good things and, and to glorify God and the other has its own worldly desires that are contrary to the spirit. Yeah. And those works of the flesh are evident in sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy. And he goes on and on. And I think we've talked about this in another podcast and how it ends with in things like these, meaning there is just a plethora of other things. And it reminded me of a conversation that I had with Bruce. So I went to lunch with him last week and we were talking about just our inherent sinful nature. Mm. And I got to thinking about that. And it's like, is there, was there ever a time in my life, man, where I like practiced to be jealous? Was there ever a time in my life where I like practiced mm. to be judgmental of others? Like I looked in the mirror, like, man, I'm going to be judgmental. I'm going to be condemning. Was there ever a time in my life where I practiced, you know, being deceitful or, or all the arrogant or proud or rude? Or, oh, and that's the, interesting, man. And I, it, it hit me in that way and God ministered. And it's like, it's your nature. No, yeah, it's your nature. not at all. Like literally not a single bit that I ever one time have to like yeah. practice in the things of sinful to get better. It's like, nah, dude, I shoot from the hip and I excel in those areas. Yeah, that's good. And it's, I was it's your nature. It is. It's, it's my nature. it's my wow. very nature. And I was like taken back by it because, man, I, I've, I've done class and I've read these scriptures. and But just that imagery or analogy like I was hit with and I was like, dude, that's like what I would do apart from the spirit of God. Mm. And it says what the works of the flesh are, but like how evident it really is. I really started to look at, at my heart and like the, the life I used to live. And it's like, dude, I was just going with the flow of not knowing the Lord mm. and not having the spirit of God dwell inside of me. Like that's what I would do, you know? And so man, and desire to do it, desire to yeah. do it, you know? Um, so, that's the flesh and kind of what I wanted to talk about with that. I'll probably go a little bit deep and in, deeper into it in a little bit. But as far as the spirit, what does that mean to like walk by the spirit? You hear that phrase all the time, walk by the spirit and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. How do you, how do you flesh that out? How do you do yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what, what are the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, steadfastness, and self-control. I think I missed faithfulness, one. gentleness, Faith. and self-control. Well, I didn't miss that. I mean, Come on, I don't know. <laughs> you might want to check your fruit. We'll, your fruit we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do a fruit uh, check. So, so identifying those things, identifying the fruit uh, or the spirit, and so that's the fruit of the spirit. And so, if right. you're walking in the spirit, obviously, you just laid out the flesh, and it's contradictive. But I mean, I would imagine that it's probably um, a, a verse. If you're a recent alumni within the last couple of years, you know that our curriculum is called Lost and Found: Recovering Christ. Uh, but really, it's just Second Peter chapter one um, and fleshing that out. And there's a lot of complimentary verses there. So how do you do that? Is that your question? Yeah. How do you grow or how do you walk in the spirit? Yep. Well, it's sanctification. It's yeah. sanctification. And it's it's putting to death. Like, it's interesting that you said or we said, I've never practiced this. It was my nature. Mm -hmm. So something counter nature or opposite of your nature, if you want to make that a discipline in your life, you have to practice it, right? It's not my nature to be someone who can run five miles, 
But if I wanted that, if I wanted to be a five mile runner, I would have to practice it. And I promise you it wouldn't be on the first day, uh, but I'd have to build up my endurance, build up my leg strength, build up my lung capacity. I'd have to practice that. And so if you want to do something counter to your nature and trust in God and walk in the calling that he's called you to and tap into the spirit that he's given you and says that you can, you have to practice it. Yeah. And what Second uh, Peter chapter 1 says, it says this, His divine power has granted to us all things that per- pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own excellence and uh, glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the mm-hmm. divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with these things. And this is where we get the seven principles. And so you supplement, you, you add to, you make every effort to dive into these things. And that's what we teach. That's what, because I mean, the first one's goodness or virtue. And honestly, um, unless you have, um, if we're being honest, it's hard to know what is good. Especially a guy that just came in and was overdosing on heroin two days ago, and his whole life had been just devastation and pain and suffering, and who knows what happened to him when he was a kid, and he's been numbing and numb. He might know, know, not know what is good. Yeah. And so having that, having some strong, godly men or women in your life that you can bounce things off of, but then you dive into the, you try to grow in virtue or goodness, and you... Um, you go from to knowledge and knowledge to self-control with steadfastness and, and godliness and brotherly affection and love. And it says if these qualities are yours and are increasing, you're practicing, you're growing in these things. Yeah. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We use that word fruit again. So you don't want to be unfruitful. You want to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. You practice these things. And, and that's, what I, that's how I'd answer and that's exactly I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off you on that. Um, and I read this. So I've been going to that Jesus Freezes group with, with yeah. Shane Murray and and we Tom. We need to get him on the pod. Shout out to them because uh, it's it's been fruitful for me. But we we were in Titus uh, the past couple weeks, and we got to this verse in Titus two or these two verses, and man, it it really just connected some dots and really ministered to me in this very thing when we're talking about flesh versus spirit. And we just you know described how the flesh, man, the things I would do is just inherently sinful. Yeah. Titus 2, 11 and 12 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all, training us to renounce ungodliness mm. and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in the present age. That's good. If that was my nature, right, I, it, he wouldn't put the emphasis on training us to an, announce, right, renounce ungodliness and these worldly passions that often entangle us um, in sin and just the life of debauchery in general. And then you see that reiterated in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, you know, all scriptures breathed out by God, yep. profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Like you said, sanctification, man, I've got to work things out in my faith, man. I've got to continuously devote myself to the things of God because I inherently will choose things that God does not approve of or things, my worldly passions and lust. And even man, even now, you know, if I put God on the shelf, if I put this Bible in in the closet, if I stop really praying, if I stop going to church and being around other believers, you know, 
I'd like to think in and of myself, the knowledge of God that I previously had and all that would sustain me, dude, Mm. my thoughts, man, are new each and every day. My emotions, my feelings, the things I experience, everything in this world is trying to pull you in a certain directions. And a lot of time it's not towards the foot of the cross. And so I've got to continuously train up in the ways of righteousness in order to walk by the spirit. So I don't gratify those desires of my flesh, but we've got to train to do these things. Sin is natural. That's what I will naturally and organically do apart from the spirit of God. Training in righteousness is something I've got to consistently be engaged in. It's one Mm. thing to have faith. It's another thing to be engaged in your faith on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. You know, it's easy. Anyone can say, I believe in God. I trust God. It's another thing to walk that thing out. And like we talked about the sovereignty of God last week, man, that's something you'll wrestle with a lot. If you're not constantly walking with him and training in righteousness, you know, the enemy can deceive you very easily and convince you that man, God isn't sovereign, man. He isn't in control because that's how Ryan would perceive the world and the evil that's going on apart from the assurance I get from scripture. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, that we keep, we keep saying the word nature. Yeah. And, if you don't practice, have a discipline, seek God, seek him wholeheartedly, do the commands, then by nature, yeah, you're going to feed the other, right? You're going to feed the other. And here's what I'll tell you. <laughs> if you're not seen and it's, well, how do I know if I'm doing the right thing? How, how if, if I'm doing enough? Well, it's not about enough. Right. It's about what are you are you doing these things? And and if you say, well, I don't know if I'm doing enough. Well, is there fruit? And the, I just listed them. Are you seeing these things in your life? Yeah. Are you seeing love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control? Yeah. And which ones that I missed? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Are you seeing that fruit in your life? Now, that does not mean that you walk around all the time like, hey, I'm joy, I'm love, I'm peace, I'm patience, I'm kind of goodness and self-control all the time. No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that you know that when you're not feeling those things, you're leaning towards your nature mm-hmm. and you need to fight for those things. And we just talked, even last week, we talked about how, man, the peace, the trusting in God's sovereignty brings me peace. So there's one, yeah, right? The Spirit of God allowing me to see God and see His glory and trust that He's sovereign. <sighs> have peace but even here's another part of that nature and here's the scary part of that word in ephesians chapter 2 it says among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh we're talking about flesh and spirit we all once lived in the passions of our flesh well he described what the flesh was i didn't have to practice it i just did it and i was living in the passions of it i loved Mm. it and it cared and we in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and we're by nature, there's that word again, we were by nature children of wrath like mm. the rest of mankind. Two things there. It just said carrying out the desires of the body, right? Yeah. And you said, well, how do we know the Spirit? How do we grow in the Spirit? How do we do this? And then the scripture I read in Second Peter, it says that we can escape those desires, mm. Those sinful desires. Mm. And so you grow. You supplement your faith. You want to do these things that God's called us to. I'm going to grow in virtue, goodness. I want to grow in brotherly affection. What does that mean? I've got to practice it. Yeah. Well, how do I practice it? When, when 
Chittister makes fun of me and my new haircut like he did before this podcast, I could practice showing him love yeah. and brotherly affection like Chittister. I you love could. you. And I did. You and, could. Carl, and you guys got to see an amazing <laughs> witness. Yeah. And you got to see me love you well and brotherly. No. Uh, but, I mean, to be all, we're joking, but that, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, it's going to be contrary to your nature. But here's the thing. As you grow in sanctification, man, it, you start to notice your life is different. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that nature yeah. on this side of heaven? Yeah. Yeah. But you also know how to get out of it quick. You know how to like put it to death, yeah. I think is a word that we talk about. Like not only practicing this, but you're literally putting to death this, right? Because it is a nature that needs to be dead. Why? Because I have been crucified with Christ. It mm. is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live to him who died for me and loved me. That's the whole point of the gospel, man. Mm. That's the whole point of the message that we teach at S2L about freedom in Christ. It's all boiled into these things. We can't, and I think I said this last week, we can't say there's absolute freedom in Christ without saying all of this because this is where we're getting it from. Yeah. Like, right? You have to put to death these things. You have to hate that sin nature. Yeah. In Galatians 6, uh, 24, you know, and those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I'm going to say something that's probably not popular, but right, like my flesh doesn't desire the conviction that I experience when it wants to do what it wants to do. It doesn't, dude. It frustrates me. Like it literally frustrates me. I remember leaving here that first time, man, and I, I was not fully in, man. I found the Lord. I believed in him, but I still had sanctification had to happen. I still had some growing to do. And I remember experiencing conviction for the first time and knowing that not only had God called me higher and out of the life that I was living, but I I can't describe in a spiritual manner. I could not continue to do what I was doing. Like in a supernatural manner, I just couldn't. And it aggravated my flesh. And still to this day, man, there'll be certain things, you know, whether it be porn, whether it be lust, whether it be certain things that like, my flesh desires to do and yeah. can justify easily that, man, it's not really hurting me that much. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not really affecting me that much, but the spirit of the Lord in me, that conviction that I experience, man, I don't stay in that space at all. Yeah. I, in fact, I can't, man, it moves me out of that. It moves me out of that. And God's provided men in my life where, man, I can be open and honest and vulnerable and transparent about certain things with, you know, that are struggles that, some churches, you know, just in general, like, I don't know, it's just this put on your best coat and just go in there and it's the surface level. And it's like, no, man, working out the things of God and walking by the spirit and really like diving deep into your faith. Dude, it takes some work. Yeah, it takes some iron. It takes some denying your flesh yep. over and over every single day. Now, I'm not saying it's to a point where, man, I get overwhelmed and I just can't take it anymore. No, I know God is sovereign, man. And I know that his spirit, right? is absolutely giving me all that I need to overcome the desires and temptations and, and all the, all the things like that. But nonetheless, man, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. There will be days, believer, there will be days when you feel like he just said, and and I mean, I know that wasn't this point, but it hit something with me because I felt it. There will be days that I just, there's, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And, and before I would feed the flesh, which is what, what do I know? That works temporarily, sort of, yep. but really doesn't. Mm, that's good. That I don't have to feel this, I can't take it anymore. Yep. Right? Well, what do I know? Okay, well, I know if I numb it. Yep. I know if I look at the porn. Mm-hmm. I know that if I gratify my flesh. I know that if I seek after things that are 
instant gratification. I mean, that's okay. We know, I mean, just so silly to have to say this, but that always ends badly. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a, re- uh, a podcast for a rehab, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know it ends badly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I've tried every way you could yeah, possibly I mean, try. Amazingly, Ryan has the Guinness Book of World Records for most times Come in on. a rehab. Come on, let's give it up. That's one time for that. You can clap for that. That's car. not even funny. That's Come not on. even funny. I shouldn't have said Bring that back no, in. That was because, good. Man, by God's grace, you made it back because I That's have right. people that haven't. And, and, so have you, and so do you. So I know that. I know that. So here's my options. I could either do that, which my flesh is calling me to do, or, man, I can. And, and, and I, I, I could taste it. The most recent. I mean, I do, I do surrender and things like that a lot, but I mean, the most of it, the most I can't take it anymore was probably COVID. Like I talked about last episode and I mean, there's so much pressure, so much unknown, so much fear, so much on all levels, man, family, ministry, the ministry workers, families and there and them. And I mean, I could have turned to something to numb that. Or I could have turned to what I turned to, man. And I'm not tooting my own horn, but I am telling you, like I said last week, it was the sweetest moment I've had with God maybe in my life. Wow. To see my family come together in the moment of, I can't take it. Like, what are we? I don't have the answers. Like, they look to me as the leader of the house as as they should. And I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know. And we were just in our, we're just worshiping like one Sunday. And I'm going to get emotional. Like, cause we couldn't go to church worshiping online and I had the picture and I'll try to send it to you for post of just my wife like this and my two kids and worshiping and I had to snap the picture of it and a song was something came on and I just remember telling myself in that moment of God, you're sovereign. I don't know. I don't have to know how this plays out. I can't take it anymore, God, but I just lay it down and I'm just going to trust you, Lord. And I mean, the sweetness, the peace that fell over our entire house Mm. in that moment. Oh, my eyes are burning. And I have hot sauce on my finger. We're going to have to stop the episode probably. Oh, Lord, help. I really do. Oh, he does. Oh, but we're okay. I'm going to keep them closed because it feels better. We're professionals here. The sweetness of that moment. You're not going to rob this from me. That's right. The sweetness of that moment is undescribable and it's the greatest thing that I've, uh, it's the closest that I've been with God and like as a family even. And so that's the choice. And I will take that feeling, which I've, which I have experienced and I feel God shows me that comfort and that mercy. I will take that feeling over any high I've ever felt. Mm. And I've gotten high a lot in my mm. life. Right. Probably look like I am right now. Is my eyes like on fire right now? <laughs> look like I am right. Now. <laughs> that was an awesome moment, though. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I was crying. I'm not trying to hide that. Yeah, but I, I did rub my eye, and yeah. all of a sudden, bad move. Yeah. <laughs> and it went on fire. But man, I hope that answered your question. But that's that's what I would feel when when I could either feed the flesh this way and gratify the flesh this way and try to deal with the I can't take it anymore, or allow that moment to draw me so near to God. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that feeling is better than any feeling I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Any high, anything I've ever felt. Yeah. And I'll read one more verse, man. Galatians 5, 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another, man. When I was able to get out of myself, 
and really begin to have a servant's heart and realize that, man, I'm not the only one with all these issues and love others and treat others the way that God had called me to. And then I not only realize within that, that, man, that's what he's always called me to do. I've said it before on a podcast, man, since I was a child, I knew that I was destined to help people. I knew that like, but not in just like a a, a way, like a supernatural way. And I didn't know it was going to look like serving the Lord, but I knew it was just more than something like walking across the street, but like spiritually, eternally, I didn't know it at the time, but I realized that now, man, that's how I can do it is through him. And once I could get out of myself and stop getting in my own way and truly see that, man, there's so many other people out there who need what God has given me, man, that I can just simply share my story and it could possibly impact that man. God is sovereign. That man, you can deny your flesh. You can pick up your cross and you can walk with him each and every single day. Like we said, are there going to be some days better than others? Certainly you bet your butt there will, but nonetheless, man, the spirit of God that is within me will always and forever keep me on those paths as long as i'm doing what i need to do and engaging in my faith man there's nothing that can that can separate us from the love of god yeah and you know why that ryan and i say this and why we proclaim this and um with boldness it's because that the word of god from nothing burst forth everything because he spoke that god the God that breathes stars into existence, the God that holds everything together by the word of his power, that God told us in his word that you can escape the corruption that is in the world Mm. that comes through sinful desires. He said it. Mm. So be it. Mm. And that's... Come on. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow His love. We can do nothing without Him. Anything that we do apart from Him is not something that's permanent. We all need His grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.